All right. Uh, please state your name and what you currently do for a living. My name is Carlos Siqueira. I am an entrepreneur, philanthropist, an author on a mission to make poverty history in addition to make wealth and wisdom to go viral. Beautiful. And you sound like you love what you do and you seem to have attained a lot of success in what you do. What would you say makes you successful? It's a great question, my friend. It's a great question. Is uh, following one of the best advices from my mama to treat everybody like you would treat your grandma, assuming you like your grandma. You can never go wrong, right? If you treat everyone with love, with respect, if you, uh, with integrity. You know, I was raised in a military and policeman environment that's no right or left. There's only one way, and that's the straight. And that's the greatest thing that I ever learned because when I was a kid, if I wouldn't listen, imagine <laughs> being putting on your knees <laughs> on the backyard, it's 110 degrees, and you have pieces of corn, the hard ones that you feed the chicks. Now you got to be on your knees in there because you fought with your cousins or you fought on the streets. And I was like, you know, 9, 10, 11, but I'm 6'5", 300 pounds. So even when I was, uh, you know, that age, I was already pretty big. So that was the type of punishments because they are, my grandma and my grandpa, they always told me, se você não aprende em casa, você aprende na rua. If you don't learn at home, you're going to learn in the street and in prison is worse. So they constantly embedded that in me, right? Because I grew up without, you know, I didn't have a dad. I didn't have, uh, come from very poverty, uh, very extreme backgrounds. And I will share with you guys more of those stories as we go. But that would be what had made me so successful. Never to forget uh, where we come from. You know, I always talk, I was at the, at the Oscars last week and I was talking to a bunch of celebrities that were kind of depressed and some of them were suicidal. It was a private event after the Oscars. And I told them, what it makes us successful is you can never forget where we come from, the people and the places and the values that was instilled in us by our parents. They made us who we are. And the moment that you forget those days where you drop the audition tape at Sony, there's long lines to get that movie play with hundreds of people because now you took cool to school, you got your little Oscars or you saw a million songs at Apple. And you forget about those things. And I told them, it's, you can never forget the places, the people, and the values that made who you are, because that's what is important. And a lot of people, they forget that when they become successful. Yeah. Great question, my friend. Yeah, great. I love it. So um, like I mentioned, this, this interview is about your mom. So share with us, what's her name? See, I have two moms. I got my mom, Maria Lucia, rest in peace. She's my grandma slash mom, helped raise me. And then I have my mom, mom, Rosangela. And, you know, who also raised me. Uh, they call my mom the Black Widow, a viúva negra. And I will tell more of those crazy stories as the interview goes on. <laughs> Great. Well, that was my next question. Tell us a little bit about, uh, well, tell us about your, you mentioned a little bit about your grandmother. Uh, who helped raise you and make sure that you learned to go the you know to live a life of integrity, right? And uh, there was a punishment with a corn on your knees <laughs> if you if you weren't on the path because you I might as well learn it from home because the hardest place to learn it is in prison. I mean that's okay. just, 
that's just beautiful to learn that as a child. Uh, So, and then uh, what about your, uh, did you say Costanza? Uh, Jose Angela. Oh, Jose Angela, okay. Yes. Tell her, tell me about- Tell you guys a a little bit about my mom. And um, it's like a a tragic uh, Romeo and Juliet story. My father was about to become a priest and he met my mom, thank God. And then they had me. Uh, I was three months old, and he went. On, he was on the way to work with a few friends on a raining day, and the car was a head-on collision explosion against another car that was carrying gasoline, and it was a tragic um, death and experience. I was three months old, and uh, my stepfather was murdered. So I had to sell bread on the streets when I was seven years old to help my mom. And my mom, you know, I was bullied. I was abused as a kid. And uh, people always call me, oh, here's the son of the Black Widow, a viúva negra. And I always, my mom always told me, é melhor sorrir do que chorar. Quem ri por último, ri melhor. That means, write that one down, my friends. Whoever laughs last, laughs way better. And it's better to laugh instead of crying. And that was embedded on my soul where every single time I face, I wanted to end my life when I was a kid. I didn't want to be here anymore. I wrote that letter. Saw a lot of people dying. And every time I would see tragedy, I would see something sad. I flipped the meaning. I always told myself, it's better to laugh instead of crying. Wherever you can tell me, I'm never going to go anywhere. I'm going to die on the streets. I don't have any dads. I'm from the hood. That's what I belong. I was told horrible things as a kid by, uh, uh, you know, wealthier people. When I was poor and I would go to the other side of town that was the wealthy, oh, you don't belong here. And I just, inside my head, I was like, watch me. You don't know, you don't know how hungry I am. And I always tell people, you know, it's like whoever laughs last, laughs better. So that's a, a little bit about, you know, uh, my mom and uh, some of the struggles. That's why I joke with my celebrity clients. I have a lot of athletes, celebrity CEOs in Silicon Valley. A lot of people that listens to me uh, around the world and I tell them, do not make me call my mama. Do not make me call the black widow. <laughs> you know, don't you dare me calling her because it's not a problem. It's, a, it's just another perspective, right? It's not that you have a bad day. It's a building character day, right? So, and as long as we learn and master how to flip those meanings, because it's not hard to make money to achieve success. The number, the key is maintaining it and not forgetting where you come from by going back to some of these principles that I share with you guys today, like the three daughters like you treat your grandma, operate from integrity, never take somebody to a place that you haven't been before. And those are a little bit of my mantra, a little bit of the things that I learned from my two moms uh, growing up. And um, yeah, it's been a hell of a ride from selling bread on the streets, making 50 cents a day to self-made millionaire, helping others uh, you know, grow their brands, make money and giving back to society on a mission to make poverty history and fulfilling my dream before I'm no longer here. Beautiful, Carlos. That's so moving. And uh, so I can imagine that those advices really led to a lot of, you know, you overcoming every obstacle in your life. So, you know, when, if you can remember a specific moment that, you know, this, I know you mentioned, you know, selling bread in the street, on the street, 
can you tell me another incident where this showed up again and you were you laughed you turn it around and now you can see it's like who laughs last laughs best is that is that the yeah, that's who, whoever, yeah whoever laughs last laughs way better way better and yeah you know it's like i was telling you guys earlier you know a, a mindset is so important that's why my going life is to make wealth and wisdom to go viral because you know you're going to achieve heights in life that sometimes if you hang around with the wrong crowd as we get older in our later age like 18 19 20 years old when we think we know it all right you start making some money and, and you start hanging around with the wrong crowd and you end up probably getting to alcohol and drugs and sometimes if you don't pay attention you can get into addiction and you have to be very conscious about this my friends because I talk about this in my book, Work Like an Immigrant, when, you know, one time a friend of mine uh, in Brazil, he hanged himself. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, man, if I was there, I could save him, right? And we cannot save nobody. If somebody decides to go, they're going to do it no matter what. And it was very hard for me at that point. I was already, you know, I was already in America, was already making a lot of money. And I was teaching people, I would go to the to the to the barrios, I would go to prison, I would recruit prisoners, and I would recruit people from the barrios, and I would train them how to do sales, door-to-door, business to business, because corporations they wouldn't send an employee on payroll there, but they would send contractors. So I would contract all the contractors and we would go to areas where they were not willing to go. And those areas who were virgin were right open for uh, to penetrate with the services that they had to offer. So we, I made these corporations billions of dollars uh, in 10 to 15 years. And I made a few millions in the process. But when I was young, I started hanging out with the Ronca because I started making all this money. So here we go. Poor kid from Brazil comes to America, 18 years old. Everything is like a movie. Start making a lot of money and then hangs out with the wrong crowd and then start doing drugs. And then he started testing bigger drugs. Like I tried crack once and I started doing it for a couple of weeks. And I was like, you know, because of my friend died. And we tend to, with something, when we see obstacles in life, we tend to turn into drugs or alcohol to mask that problem. I call additional layers on top. And now that I, I learned a strategic intervention over the years and I talked to people, and it got to the point that was so bad that I was, it was, I was like, seriously? Everything that you went through and now you're going down this path and you're putting this guilt on you to get to the point where my mom now, if you're not changed, I'm not, you know, we're not going to have the same relationship anymore. You're not going to be welcome. And I was like, and that she's my best friend. And then she's like, I'm going back to Brazil. And I was like, and I was just her and I here. We came here when I was 18 and I was like, it was that, and I never talk about this. I talk a little bit about the book, but I never went into the details. And but it was literally one of those moments where you're like, hold up, brother, you know, come on, you are forgetting some of the principles that you learned on the streets and some of the promises that you made to your friends on the streets that they die. Some of my friends, they were murdered. They sold alongside me when I was a kid. I was selling bread when I was seven years old and I worked from seven into 18 before I came to America. And a lot of them died. And we made a promise to each other. Whoever leaves the hood was going to come back to make an impact. But then when I reached that little bit of success, when I was 18, 19, 20, you forget sometimes, you know, because of the proximity. Proximity is power. Somebody stolen this quote from the Bible, which is, if you hang around the barbershop long enough, you're going to get a nice haircut. 
right? They stole it there from the Bible. Nobody owns no coats. Nobody owns nothing. Like, you know, well, I don't own anything. We're not going to take nothing with us. Only thing that we're going to take is our character. How we are treating others when the cameras turned off. How much more money are we donating above and beyond the tax bracket? When it's between us and God, how much more are we doing to our society, to our communities, without expecting nothing in return? And, 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 and that's uh, that's the biggest, uh, another uh, powerful, impactful moment in my life, Leah. Great questions, by the way, my friend. You got me to talk about something that I never talked about before. Well, well, when it's, you know, the mom is mom and your grandma, who is at the core of your heart, then all of a sudden, all the things that matter to you comes out, right? Yeah. When yeah. they are the reason why you became the way you are today these the, these stories come out so thank yeah. you for sharing that and thank you for you honoring welcome. the friends that you uh had that's a beautiful agreement and i know you have come back and making an impact making yes, an impact not just in your country but but here i saw your post about that where yes man it's, 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 not me, man. it's just like i say praise the god praise the lord I'm yeah. just, I'm blessed to have uh, uh, empower people on all five continents. My daughter, you know, I travel with her around the world. She's like, that is, that's so cool, man. We impact people on all five continents. I say, I know, and they all know you. They love you. She loves to speak. You know, kids, it's funny you, you say that uh, because I, I often talk about this between ages two and 10, we are an empty hard drive. The way how we see our parents treating each other. The way how we see them talk and how they treat, how they respect one another is how we are on our 20s, 30s, and 40s. So you have to be very careful on how you are talking to your spouse at home, your loved ones, because the kids are watching and they are an empty hard drive that's being downloaded into them at a very early age. And they, whatever they see in it from 2 to 10, is they're going to be the reflection of them in the mirror 20, 30, 40 years later. And now I see my daughter, she's 11. She's like a little mini-me. You know, imagine Carlos... Uh, uh, Jesus, Trump, and Tony Robbins in a little girl. <laughs> That's her. <laughs> she's just incredible. She talks about mental toughness and mindset. You know, that's her topic. She loves, uh, hates bullying, hates seeing somebody sad or people being uh, mistreated. She loves giving back because that's all she sees. She sees daddy doing that, mommy doing that, and monkey see, monkey do. You know, and, and so it's, um, yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty powerful stuff. So now you're passing on values to learn from grandmother, mom, and now your daughter, and even bigger because you keep developing yourself, right? You keep expanding yes. who you are, but you have the foundation of integrity in place. Yes. And, and I, right? Constant, yeah. never-ending improvement. <laughs> yeah. And, and when you mentioned at the time that you forgot, right? And you pulled your back, you pulled yourself back in and honored, honored your word, you know, because we're all humans, right? Yes. And especially when you're young, it's so easy to be blinded by certain things. And yes. I, think, I think that was an even necessary lesson for you. Because if yes. you no, I always talk about this, it's uh, that's always a curse. It's always a blessing in every curse when you look deep enough. Right, because sometimes we go into conscious blaming, or we blame other people. Oh, I wish I knew this person. Or I wish I would, you know, I wish this person would help me. Or I wish this person would show up, you know, or the, or I wish this celebrity or this blah blah blah. We have all these 
conscious blaming and we, we and instead of us assuming full responsibility or when there is nobody else out there to like okay pull yourself out why are you doing drugs and drinking alcohol and you masking the problem instead of looking in the mirror and facing yourself reminding yourself the words and the values that your grandma your mama instill in you remembering the promise that you made when you were a kid and i talking about this often i am on the stage I never make promises that you don't plan on keeping mm -hmm. and you know and, and that's why and that's what it made it so hard you know i see so many people they become ad addicts and, and you know and thank god that i only tried the, the goddamn crack for a couple of weeks and i never put in and I, even when i tried coke god is so good with me when i tried coke and i was young 18 19 it kind of locked my nose and my throat so <laughs> I couldn't do it. I almost died. So I was like, yeah, that was the first time you're trying this shit. I was like, probably was some bad Coke, but I'm glad there was bad Coke because, you know, I wasn't meant to do it. Right. Because, and again, you, you, you start experimenting and trying stuff when you're young, but nobody want to talk about these things. Right. Nobody want to act like, oh, my life is perfect. I have the perfect marriage, the perfect businesses. No, anybody that says their life is perfect, they're lying like crazy. You know what I mean? Nothing is perfect in yeah. life. New levels is new devils. The bigger that you want to grow in life, the bigger that you must to develop yourself to confront those devils that will be thrown at you. There's no way to escape it. You know what I mean? It's like if people are not talking about you, if they're not hating on you, if they're not talking shit, if they're not saying good things about you, that means we are not doing something. That means we are not pushing it. We're not raising the standards to all my high performers out there. You know what I mean? It's like, just have, Celia, for me, it's not business. For me, it's personal. I always tell people, if you want to know anything, if you make it personal, you know what I mean? Like I, I did a post earlier. I said, you know, to everybody that's been there for me, thank you. I love you. And I say to all the haters, to all the ones that humiliated me, the ones that abused me, the ones that beat me, I pray for you. You know what I mean? Because I have no anger in my heart. That's something that I learned from my grandma. She forgave my grandfather. That was very abusive. He would beat us. I had to push the furniture against the wall. And so that we could close the door. And I would lay down on the hammock with a little piece of wood. That was my sword. And I would cry. And my grandma would say, it's better to laugh instead of crying, son. Va para a lua que você vai chegar nas estrelas. Keep aiming for the moon that you will land among the stars. Les Brown, right? Mm -hmm. She learned those quotes. And she translated to Portuguese. And then she instilled a bunch of those quotes in me. And it's funny because Les Brown and I eventually became friends. And share many stages together. And I always tell him the stories. He loves it. He cries. I cry. And um, it's just people, they don't realize the power that you have by writing a book. You never know how far that book can go, how many borders, how the distance, the kids, the young adults. There is somebody out there right now waiting for you, looking at me, listening to this podcast to step up. You and I know, looking at me here, people listening to us around the world. There is somebody out there waiting for you to step up. There's somebody out there, out there. They are where you are right now. Five years ago, 10 years ago, the place that you were, the obstacles that you overcome. And just go out there and preach and teach others. Because you just never know that day you're going to get a letter, a text message. Because you did the podcast, somebody listened, and you saved a life. And you saved mm -hmm. a family. You know what I mean? And, and uh, I received quite a few dozen letters in my lifetime because I did show up. Because I did say yes to the podcast. Because you can never, ever, ever forget where you come from. Well, thank you. Thank you for that, Carlos. And thank you for your generosity. 
you know, the biggest expression of your love for your grandma and your mom is to live and be the biggest contribution in the world uh, yeah, and, yeah. and to be generous and also sharing them. Uh, because when, like you said, if we don't remember where we come from, who molded you, who helped mold you? You know, there's a lot of things that you personally did yourself. Like you worked hard, you had courage to overcome the obstacles, but not without their guidance. Right. I wrote the book, Work Like an Immigrant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I better make sure that I work hard. <laughs> no, it, it's no, it's so true, Leah. It, it, it's yeah. so true, my friend. You know what I mean? It's like when we go back and you analyze those things and, you know, it's you can never, ever, ever forget, you know, because yeah. when the moment that we forget, we think we're too cool. That our 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 crap doesn't stink. That's yeah. the moments that we can lose everything. Yeah, you know, it's, it's so important to 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 remain grounded, and that's the my biggest thing with people. And always to encourage your kids. My grandma always did that. The, after us being abused or beaten, you know, I was crying on the floor. I bet you she was crying, but not showing it to me. And because she was in a hammock, sleeping above me out on the floor in the wood. And then, you know, she always encouraged me. She's always told me those quotes. That's the biggest thing, you know, always after something bad, good or bad, always encourage your kids. Always tell them that you are proud of them, that you can do it. I will tell my grandma one day, grandma, I say, grandma, how come the celebrities and the athletes and the very successful people, they don't come over here to the barrios, to the hood, to the favelas, to the block, to teach us? And she goes, filho, son, eles não falam português. They don't speak Portuguese. And I go, God dang it. She's like, don't say God name in vain. I said, sorry, grandma. <laughs> and then and then I said, you know what, grandma? One day, I'm going to learn multiple languages. I'm going to travel the world. And now you mentor celebrities, presidents, athletes, and very powerful people. So I can tell them that it's more to life than money and fame and followers and material stuff. That all that we're going to take when we go to this life is our character. They're not going to talk about none of our material things. They're not going to talk about my planes, my islands, none of that stuff. That's all that is material. Never, don't get attached to material things. Get attached to people. Get attached to loving people. Get attached to helping people. Get attached to helping a life, to save a life. Because if you just save one or two or three life in your lifetime, that is a life worth living. You know, so. Damn. Beautiful. Beautiful. You got me fired up, Leah. I want to record. I, I love <laughs> that you're fired up. So last question about, um, you know, you're in the people business, right? Really, at the end of everything that you do, the heart of it is working with people. Um, is there a particular advice given to you by either your grandma or your mom about people? About people. Hmm. Or about you and how... I mean, the, the, uh, I guess the, the biggest advice uh, from them about people is to, to never judge somebody. Like I teach a lot of people about affiliate marketing and, and how to make money online is starting with zero. I used to charge people $100,000 a year to help them grow their businesses. And now I $0. People can follow me on Instagram, on TikTok. I'm known as Carlos Inspire. And I'm constantly teaching and I show people how to start from zero and build, become an affiliate marketer. Look at brands that are helping people 
and promote their products, you earn commission. And little by little, you can build it. You can leverage AI tools. There are tools out there that you can leverage and you can open up a copywriting agency and you can go to 10 local businesses in your town and you can tell them, I'll charge you $100 a month to start and I will write blogs and social media posts for your business to bring you more clients. If you see an increase in growth, you will pay me three or $400 next month. And then you do that to 10 businesses. Now you just generate $1,000. And even if you are not a copywriter, there are a AI tool called Jasper that you can uh, use that tool to write copy for businesses. You just tell the AI what you write about, the type of business, and then we generate posts and stories that you can now charge each business 100 bucks a month to start. Get 10 businesses. That's $1,000 in your first month. And next month, I promise you, it's going to be more people, more traffic. Their social media is going to grow where they're now going to give you $400 each. Now you made $4,000 that month. And you rinse and repeat every single month. Now you gave yourself a $60,000, fifty dollars to $60,000 a year salary just by helping 10 local businesses. What if you help 20? But my biggest thing is you are out there and you're learning some of those things. If you're starting from zero, or if you're struggling with your executive job, if you are tired of the rat race, if you want to start your own business, the biggest thing with the businesses that you're going to talk to, the people that follow you, is to never, ever, ever to judge somebody because you don't know what they are going through behind four walls. You don't know. The people that you think is going to do the most is going to do the least. And the ones that you think that's going to do the least, you do the most. And that will drive you crazy. And you're going to question yourself. God dang it. Why? Why this person doesn't listen? Or why does this business owner, he promised me that he was going to give me 400 this month. But he told me that he was short on money. And he only gave me 300. Now, three months later, you know, he keeps giving me 300 a month. And we had a deal for 400. But don't take it because you don't know what they're going through. Maybe the extra hundred that he didn't pay you is it because it was for the tuition for the kids. It was for to put money in the table, food in the table. You don't know. You know what I mean? So it's like never judge anybody. Just love everyone. And I promise you, you thank me about that in the future. <laughs> it will save you a lot of unnecessary stress. That's so great. Okay. And so if your mom was in front of me and you're talking to your mama, because we're going to capture this on video as well, what would you tell her? Like, I am your, like, right now. Um, I, my mother was, I, would, I, I always tell them that, you know, when I, when I, I my, my grandma already passed away, rest in peace. But every time, my grandma and I, we talk all the time, you know, all the time. Because I know that she, she wasn't going to be here forever. So, you know, as I as I became successful, I always I was I always travel to Brazil. I took her on trips. I always told her, you know, we did it, Grandma. We did it. We talk about it. Thank you for instilling those values in me. Thank you for punishing me. Thank you for disciplining me. Thank you for telling me that when I was poor, felt poor, beaten, abused, don't want it to be here anymore. And you say, you are going to make it. If there is one son of a gun out there that's going to make it, that's going to fulfill on his promise, son, I know that you can do it. A lot of people talk about it in changing the planet. Like Stevie and the Steve Jobs. I'm a, I knew Stevie. And I, he, he used to say, the crazy ones that talk about changing the planet are the ones that end up doing it. So if my grandma and my mom will be here, I would say thank you. Thank you for all the discipline, the love, the beating. Thank you for instilling those words in me and speaking life to me when nobody else was out there. 
and we did it and we are doing it. And there's so much more that we are just getting started. Ooh. All right, well, I am uh, 